Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome into the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Chad Ellis and my partner Bo Matthews. And yep. sticking around from the show this uh, afternoon is our friend, the sheriff of Jefferson County, Sheriff Dave Marshak. Uh, thanks for putting a little overtime in with us, Sheriff. Sheriff, how's it going? Glad to be here with you. Yeah, you bet. So uh, we didn't get we 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 just only had a few minutes on the show. If you missed anything on the show this week, um, had a lot to talk about. Sheriff joined us for the last segment. We also talked to the guys at Osage County Guns about the brand new uh, Second Amendment Radio T-shirts that are available on the racks out at Osage County Guns. So you can go out and you can buy. Um, the T-shirts for the radio show now, and um, also I will have those with me anytime you see me out and about. Um, ask me for a shirt anytime you see Bo at an event somewhere. Uh, we'll have these shirts with us too, so it's uh, super exciting to have these brand new Second Amendment radio T-shirts, and um, you don't have to wait and for Everybody it. else at the radio station is really jealous. They Just are. Put it out there. Yeah, they are. They're <laughs> seething, and I love it. Um <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, you don't have to wait to catch Bo or, or I at an event. You can just go out to Osage County Guns and buy them right off the rack. So um, go out there and check that out. Um, we also talked, of course, to Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. So if you missed anything from the show this week, make sure you download that podcast as well. And we certainly appreciate everybody who downloads both podcasts of Second Amendment Radio each and every week. And if you know somebody in your life that enjoys these discussions that we have, please uh, share these podcasts with them. So, Sheriff, we were talking um, on the show a little bit about, uh, you know, the um, the effect that 2020 has had on uh, the communities everywhere, not just there in Jefferson County, but um, but everywhere. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to know what you um, if you guys are are thinking ahead to the election and any possible fallout. I was talking on the radio earlier this week that, unfortunately, I mean, I've you know, I've just become so um, I don't know. Uh, what's the opposite of jaded? Uh, of, jaded? Uh, yeah, uh, the opposite of optimistic, pessimistic about oh, yeah. uh, about 2020 and um, and, you know, just the way that we react to everything. And I just feel like no matter what happens in this election, there's going to be some kind of negative backlash. There's going to be uh, backlash to a, a, a Trump reelection. And there's going to be a lot of uh, a, a lot of people that are very angry if uh, Joe Biden gets elected. Um, you know, 
as you guys look forward to that election and just the rest of 2020, you know, are there any sort of unique uh, planning, you know, anything that you guys are, are, are working on or planning on as far as uh, the law enforcement is concerned in the community? Well, you know, I think we have many training challenges, and one of those challenges continues to be uh, preparing for civil unrest just because we've seen how fast and how quickly that can erupt. To make sure that you have a law enforcement agency that is prepared to tackle some of those issues, as we've seen, you know, you could have one single incident that uh, erupts, and next thing you know, you're dealing with large-scale civil unrest. So to make sure uh, our people are protecting the rights of those who are protesting and then also have the skills and capabilities and equipment to protect themselves, that's part of our ongoing training agenda that we've really enhanced this year uh, for obvious reasons. So, you know, while the public expects us to continue to uh, enhance our training for things like policing in an unbiased way and, and of course, our regular uh, training schedule and agenda, we continue to enhance it just to be prepared for the what-ifs. Now, we've heard the same arguments and articulation for an argument that uh, post-election there's going to be a need for civil unrest. Um, so it's on the radar, but uh, we do not have any specific plans to prepare for election night at this sure. time. Hey. Uh, Sheriff, uh, for the events of the BLM protests that have happened in your county, um, have you guys been uh, aware of it ahead of time? Have you been present for any of them, and how have those rolled out? Everything's gone really smooth so far. I mean, we've had, uh, obviously, some concerns when we hear about counter-protests, specifically in Jefferson County. It is a very pro-law enforcement community. And, um, you know, I think uh, a majority of our community supports us. And so I think if there's going to be uh, some disruptions or um, issues that are developed, it's going to be because of a confrontation between protesters and counter-protesters. And again, uh, it's really up to us to make sure that uh, these are peaceful for everybody, uh, no matter on what position you stand. We've seen so much in, uh, you know, here in recent months about people arguing with uh, and we, we touched on it you, about one of the gun stores there in Jefferson County had a, a mask issue this week. And we've see we see so much of that. People, you know, getting mad if if somebody doesn't have a mask on, getting mad if somebody asks them to take their, you know, or <laughs> to, to put a mask on or take a mask off. It's just getting absolutely ridiculous. What are the what are the current if there are any? Um, uh, what are the current guidelines in Jefferson County as far as masks and and gathering numbers? Like, do you have official uh, policies or laws in place right now about uh, wearing masks when you're in a public place or how many people can gather in, you know, at, at home or, you know, in a park or whatever? What are those guidelines right now, if there are any? Well, so there is no mask mandate in Jefferson County, and I don't see... Uh, a point in time in which that decision is made to do that. I will tell you that um, the Department of Health, which is not connected with Jefferson County government, has at times issued their own recommendations or their own policies. Uh, But again, that's not coordinated through Jefferson County government. I will tell you that we are not the enforcement arm of the Department of Health. And so while they do have statutorily, they have some legal authority to take some action they, specifically in our county, do not have any processes in place to make that happen other than petitioning the courts for some type of injunction against a business. So uh, as of right now, uh, Jefferson County citizens live free and uh, Mm. can enjoy the open space uh, without any repercussions for not having a mask on. 
but there are specific businesses in Jefferson County that will require you to wear a mask upon entry. Yeah, and, and which I have no problem with. I've talked about that on the show. I, I You know, if a business wants to say that you have to wear a mask to come in, I fully support that. If a business wants to say you don't have, you know, we don't want you to wear your mask in, that's fine with me too as long as you're, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of, of laws in general for that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, if a county has a law, I don't, you know, certainly don't like statewide or national laws. But if, you know, if, if a small local area has some mandates or whatever, you know, I'm uh, I, I'm fine with that. But do people have people really wasted a lot of time making calling the police about masks about I picture Barney Fife. Yeah. Citizens arrest. Like how Citizens often arrest. how often do you get a phone call from you know somebody <laughs> saying uh, you know I need the police here because somebody doesn't have their mask on. Does that happen a lot? Look, that's an easy out for us. You know, we consistently prioritize our calls for service and I will tell you that's not a priority. So, you know, <laughs> I'm the same I'm the same as you, Tony, you know, uh, I shop at local businesses and uh, if a business in wants me to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. I don't think it's a big deal. And when I get out, I, I pull it out of the store. I was in uh, shopping at a few different stores in St. Louis County this past week. And uh, I put the mask on and I roll with it. And when I leave, I take it off. To me, it's uh, it's no big deal. I don't choose to wear it. But uh, if a business requests it, I'll wear it. Yeah. Go ahead, Bo. So you're not going you're you're to see a deputy in Jeff County wearing the mask while they're alone in their car. Just that out there. <laughs> Man, I don't get that at all. When people you know, are driving in their car by themselves, with their mask on, that doesn't, I don't get that one bit. You know, can I, uh, can I just. As soon as I say no, somebody will do it for some reason. They're, you know, <laughs> <get> the <laughs> so I, I never want to, listen, there's no absolutes in policing, especially when you have uh, so many police officers working different shifts under different circumstances. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, yeah I, I just wanted to po- uh, point this out. Uh, you know, my wife and I at dinner, we pray for our first responders and our military and our president every night. And uh, and I'm just I'm so sick to my stomach about post-election events, whatever that looks like, because yeah. you know what it makes me think of it? It makes me think it makes me miss the September 12th, 2001 Americans when we were all Americans. It just makes me sick to think that we are so divided this many years later and that we're worried about November 4th of 2020. It's like, come on, grow up, people. Yeah, we, you know, amen. We, why, we're we're a we're a government of different parties, and we're all supposed to be working for the greater good. Like I said, I just I just miss my dad is forty seven years with the Air Force. You know that I mentioned all the time. He yeah. is afraid to put an American flag in front of his house. That's crazy. Something's wrong with this. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Sheriff, how's recruitment? Uh, and, you know, that's been one of the things that we've heard a lot about. You know, police are you know, it's a, it's a, an industry that a lot of people are are for very good reasons, nervous about uh, going into because of everything that's happening and the uncertainty surrounding law enforcement right now. How, how's recruitment there in Jefferson County? Uh, for us, it's good. It's not good for the region. It is good. It was good for us, and and that's attributed to some of the things that you're seeing north of us in St. Louis County. I know St. Charles is also a benefactor of some of the unrest and some of the frustration in St. Louis City, St. Louis County. About a week and a half ago, uh, I took a little time out to interview eight St. Louis City police officers, uh, and that was not nearly enough time to to address and interview all the rest of them that had applied, and they continue to apply. So. You know, lately we've been hiring a number of police officers out of uh, Florissant, out of Hazelwood, Maryland mm. Heights, 
Manchester, Baldwin. And so we continue to be successful benefactors of what's going on north of us. Now, that should scare people in mid and north county in St. Louis City when quality police officers are leaving at the rate in which they're leaving. I will tell you, recruitment uh, is going to be a concern in the future, long term, uh, because I don't know that we're getting so many new police officers that are well qualified and capable. And that's not an indictment on all the new police officers that we've hired over the, the, the past few years. But I will tell you, uh, it's getting more and more challenging. Uh, but for the, the immediate future, Jefferson County is in a good situation and a good position because we have more people that are applying than we have open positions available. Sheriff, before we let you go, one more question, and this doesn't really apply to you as much in, in Jefferson County, but I would like your thoughts on it being the, the leader of a, uh, of a law enforcement agency. One of the things in the city of St. Louis that's been a big issue has been the residency law. Do you have an, uh, an opinion on whether or not an officer should be required to live in the, in the county or the area that they serve, or is that not as important as you know, just having a good officer? No, listen, I think, look, they're the only ones in the entire area that have a residency requirement. So, you know, that should stick out as number one. Number mm-hmm. two, as a leader, you have to be willing to do as much as possible to get qualified applicants. Uh, for us, we uh, enhanced our uh, residency <clears throat> limit in terms of the take-home car privilege. Now deputies are allowed to take their take-home car 10 miles outside the county, just so it gives them more opportunity. For us, it's about recruiting quality candidates, whatever that takes, whether that's uh, increasing the compensation package, uh, health insurance, or uh, overall benefits. You have to do what's necessary to get qualified people, uh, because the truth is uh, those candidates are going to go to the best um, organizations. And if you're not one of those, then you'll get the rejects that everybody else uh, that is in that top tier doesn't want. And that's a blunt way of putting it. You have to do what's necessary to keep and retain quality police officers if you're wanting your law enforcement organization to be professional. Makes total total sense. Uh, That is the Sheriff of Jefferson County, Dave Marshak. Uh, Sheriff, if people want to keep up with uh, what you guys are doing there uh, in the department or just also keep up with happening in Jefferson City, if they have questions about, uh, you know, mask laws, which you said there are none, but, you know, where people can get that type of information uh, that live in Jefferson County, what are the best places to keep up with with everything, Uh, social media, websites, any of that stuff? You know, yeah, we're, uh, so we're always on uh, social media. We have uh, uh, Grant Bissell, our PIO, does a great job educating the community and talk about what's going on with us as an organization. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Sheriff Marshak, and, uh, of course, the Sheriff's Office is as well. We're easy to find. And, uh, again, for us, uh, we appreciate being partners in the community. Thanks for having us on. And, um, again, we're uh, going to do what we need to do to keep people safe and make the right decisions for our people, uh, but also the entire region. Always great to talk with you, Sheriff. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Have a good day. You bet. And that is going to wrap up this edition of the podcast exclusive. Thank you so much for downloading another podcast of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors for my producer, Chad Ellis. I'm Tony Colombo. And, uh, oh, and for Bo Matthews also. Sorry, Bo. <laughs> no, I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> He's right there. Thank you for, uh, for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you back here next week for another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Get more at 971talk.com. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 